the streets of Cincinnati. Welcome to the jungle! This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Gift Vader and Black Light Productions. I say this almost every day. If you guys have not checked out that channel, check the channel out, download that song, New Stripes. It's awesome. We need to get it played in the stadium. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,371 subscribers. That is awesome. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you guys are watching me on Facebook or Twitter and you have not subscribed to my channel, please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, you guys will be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chats, we're doing 
Super Chats. So if you guys like to support what I'm doing, give me a Super Chat. I would greatly appreciate it. Now I'm coming to you live from the Ice Bar. Excuse me, the Ice Cave. I do that. I mess that up all the time. This is the Ice Bar. thing in front. The whole thing around here is the Ice Cave. I get it right. Messing my own stuff up. Live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, it's freaking Squeals Week. I've been talking about it all week. I'm so damn excited. I wish it was Sunday already. I want to beat the living crap out of the Steelers. Excuse me, I cussed the Squealers. Now, today's guest, you guys know him. He's from New Stripe City. He's from the AFC North Talk, and he's always out there fighting, defending the Bengals. He's uh, my man, Ace Boogie. Ace, what's going on, brother? Ice Man, what's going on, bro? Glad to be on. Thanks, man. I appreciate you coming on. I am fired the crap up. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> oh, dude, I'm, I'm so ready. I, I was down there at the Paul Brown Stadium yesterday, and I was telling the players, like, Dude, I'm ready to hit somebody, and I'm not even playing. I mean, if I hit somebody, I'd probably go to the hospital for a couple of days. But that's beside the point. <laughs> you know, I'm ready to go. I, I think this could be a big – I'm hoping a big statement win for the Bengals. Yeah, definitely. I think when you talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and you talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, this has kind of been the team for us that we have wanted to beat for the longest, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's been a monkey on our back and they've kind of been in our head. They've We've been in games with them that have come down to the wire that we feel like we should have won. It's gotten contentious in every one of these matchups. I mean, it's Steelers week. You know that it's going to be physical. You know that it's going to come down to the wire. And I think this season, it actually has a little bit of a different feel with us going into Heinz. Like usually me personally, I don't expect us to just go into Heinz and just really take it to them. Normally, we play very well against them at home in the jungle. Right. Uh, but I have a different feeling this season. And, and it kind of started for me being on the AFC North Talk last season, you know, kind of watching that team up close and personal. Because honestly, let's just be real. There was no way if I wasn't doing that show that I'm going to watch Steelers games. That's just, that's just not <laughs> right, happening. Yeah, exactly. That's just not happening. But <laughs> The thing that I like about it is now that I have to watch not only them, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Bengals, it gives me kind of an inside look at their team, and I kind of know what they're good at, what their weaknesses are. Um, and so coming off of last year, I talked about you know how bad Ben kind of looked down that stretch. Now, it's hard to say because they, they won the division last year, right? And mm -hmm. if you were just looking at that and not watching the games – you wouldn't have seen how overrated that team last year was, right? right? There was a lot of lucky wins in there that they just lucked out and pulled out. So it wasn't a surprise to me when they got their doors blown off by Cleveland. That wasn't a surprise to me at all. Right. Um, and I will say the Bengals game was a surprise, but I knew that they were an overrated team. And uh, coming into this season, they lost a lot of guys, right? And I felt mm -hmm. like I was the only one on that show that was really trying to hold you know, them – their feet to the fire because most people look at most Steelers fans are going to tell you, you know, Oh, we haven't been under 500 since like 2000. And, oh God, and yes. you know, you're going to hear all of that stuff. Right. Right. Uh, but the one thing that I will say is I noticed that big Ben didn't look good. We saw him last, last year in that playoff. It looked like his arm was done and cooked. Right. And then 
they lost all of these guys in the offseason on that offensive line, which the offensive line for them honestly wasn't good last year. Um, and then they also lost uh, a lot of the guys from their secondary, which I actually felt like their secondary last year was slightly underrated. But we stole Mike Hilton from them. That's why I was excited. Stole we him. got him. Mm-hmm. Steven Nelson left them. And so there were a lot of issues that I kind of had with their offseason because they they were a weakened team. And I was being critical against them. And everyone was like, no, it's just Pittsburgh and this and that. And the other thing is they've got a new offensive coordinator, right? So yep. they're offensive. He's from Canada. Yeah, Canada. <laughs> Matt, Matt Canada. Right. Um, so, you know, with all of those factors, I'm not going to try to be cocky about it. But this team has – this team is – is, is not as good as people really think. Like you're used to the Steelers being this, you know, AFC contender. And I don't think they're at, and I, and I said that before the season started, they're not an elite team. Right. Like, I don't know what their goal is. They used to call themselves six Berg and all of that with stairway to seven. And th- there is no, Sucks, I used to call it Sucksburg. <laughs> yeah. They're so the, the things have changed so much that all they want to do is like get to the playoffs. And I'm like, well, what happened to the whole Super Bowl thing? What happened to, to all of that? And honestly, they're in a transition now where Big Ben is getting older. He's not as good. The offensive line isn't as good. They've been ravished with injuries. The offense has been very all over the place for them. Like they'll they'll have these bunches where they just can't score. They end up punting. And then out of nowhere, they score touchdowns. Um, and, you know, when I saw that Stefan to it, for me, that's when it started. I was kind of I'm not going to lie. I was kind of looking down the road because right. I really felt like the first two games, the Bengals had a chance to win. And before the season, it was I was always looking at that week three game. And when Stefan to it went in, went on IR early in the season, I'm like, oh, that's that's good because Stefan to it isn't there. He's going to miss the Bengals game. I like that. Um, and then they start to have more injuries and. In, the one thing that I'll say is today it was announced that Deontay Johnson is out of that game. Yeah. I'm letting you know right now that is a huge, huge loss for that Steelers offense because Big Ben, that's his guy. Like mm-hmm. as far as they, they go as far as in Pittsburgh as to say that this guy is AB 2.0. I think that's a bit of a stretch, but I will agree that he's probably their best receiver. I um, mean, with them not having him already with this struggling offense, that's going to bode well. They brought in Najee Harris, but their their offensive line, as far as sucks. sucks. Their offensive line Pass blocking sucks. It honestly sucks. Yes. Ben Ben got hit ten times last week. Like mm-hmm. we, yeah, we we're Bengals complaining about, about Burrow getting hit. Look at I me. Mean, that's Ben's getting hit. I mean, Ben's got hit two. Like that offensive line. I was on record on AFC North Talk of saying because uh, we rank all of the positions. I rank their line worse than ours, and I absolutely I stand by that. I think that yeah. their line is their offensive line is actually worse than the Bengals. I, th- I think they got four, like I think four new starters. I think and yeah, they got a bunch of new starters, yeah. two rookies, and that's where it started too. I was talking about Stefan Tua, Zach Banner, who was supposed to be the the guy at tackle. He went on IR, so I knew mm-hmm. he wasn't going to be in this game. So I, I definitely think the Bengals this season definitely have a chance. Now it's it's hard to say that the Steelers will lose back-to-back weeks in Heinz Field, but if there was ever a year, if there I'm was here ever for a it. time, I think it's now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, I say the Bengals out. It's going to be a tough get. They haven't won in Heinz Field since 2015, so they're due. <laughs> I yeah, mean, this is the definitely. time This is the time to do it. And somebody put in the chat here, but T, 
T is out. And that's not necessarily true. They haven't ruled him out. T is is doubtful. Mm-hmm. But T did practice today, and they said he 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 uh, was running some routes and stuff. And I saw him yesterday on the video where we're handing out the jackpot Joey stuff. Yeah, yeah, and somebody goes, "Well, I can't even lift his arm." I said, "What? What are you talking about? He lifted both his arms. I mean, his arm looked <laughs> fine. I mean, I don't know what he what whoever that was <laughs> saw. Right. I, I'm not saying he's playing, but mm-hmm. to me." I think it's a little bit of gamesmanship and a little yeah. bit of what the Steelers or excuse me, the Squeers always do. You know, right. everybody's on the freaking uh, IR, the injured list. And, and Ben Robinsberger, his boob hurts. So, you know, he, <laughs> let's go make his other boob hurt. But uh, that's where I'm kind of like, I think that they might be going, eh, T might not play. T might. I think T, I, I mean, yesterday I was like, oh, he didn't, he didn't practice and he didn't even dress. Right. But he practiced today. Trey right. Anderson, I, he might, he, he was out there. He's doubtful, listed as doubtful. He might Trey play. Wayne. Trey Wayne. Trey Wayne. Sorry, Trey Wayne. Yeah. Sorry, my yeah. bad. Trey Wayne. Too many Trey's. Trey Trey Wayne's <laughs> is out there. I, he might play, and so and I I think it's a little bit of you know giving this Squealers some of their own medicine for once. I I like it. I mean, right. I, I'm here for that. And this is one that you and me were talking about uh, before we went live. And this I said this is something I kind of thought about on yesterday's show. It's kind of kind of been just jumping around in my head that every. Actually, no, it's not basically every move that the Bengals have done so far in the offseason, and including BJ Hill, who we absolutely freaking stole from the Giants. And I told him that the other day, and he was laughing, have worked. Chibe Uzie is, I think, a legit number one cornerback. I mean, he's following guys. You know, what was yes. the last time we had? We had a cornerback follow people. You know, he's doing that. Larry Ogunjobi has been an even bigger force that I thought it would be. He, he's bigger on the pass rush than I thought it would be. DJ Reader is back. Trey Hendrickson is, is, is doing great. So, And I know it's all offense. And, and, and beginning of the year, me included, I was worried about Lou and Arumo. I'm saying his name. And his defense. That's what we were – I was mostly worried about. We were like, oh, this offense is going to score 30 points. It's going to be legit. This offense has so much room to grow. But Jackson Carmen – is, is, looks like he's going to start. Xavier Serifilia did not dress. He was in shorts and t-shirt. What if they're right about Jackson Carmen? They've been right about everything else. If Jackson Carmen is what they think he is, that fix a, fixes a lot of problems on the offensive line. Now, I still have got to fix the communication issues that's been plugging them. But if you get an upgrade there at guard, if Jackson Carmen is who they think he is, and they're right, like I said, they've been right about everything else, so why not be right about this? How big... Do you think that that'll be for the Bengals moving forward if Jackson is good as they, they we think he is? I think if Jackson Carmen is as good as as they think he is, I think that it definitely helps out this line. I think that they get more athletic up front. I think that they're able to uh, make sure that that pocket is strong enough for Burrow to be in there. This is a smart player. They've been talking about it all week. Uh, they talked with Frank Pollock, I believe, how smart the kid is, how many questions he's asking. And I still remember back from – training camp, you know, Quentin Spain talking about him trying to soak up as much knowledge as possible. But I think that it just makes the offensive line better. You know, I never have been a huge Xavier Suofilo guy. You know, there's there's some guys that are like, you know, he's decent. He's average. I've never been a believer of the guy just because when you look at his history, he's been on several teams. You know, if he was really that guy, he would have been it by now. Right. 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 He would have mm-hmm. he would have been your guy. And he's not bad to have as a backup. But right. Not really a guy that you really want to hang your hat on um, as a starter. So I think if Jackson Carmen can take full advantage of this, I think it obviously makes 
uh, the offense a lot better. I'd love to see how those inside runs actually move behind Jackson Carmen uh, versus uh, Xavier Suofilo. So I think if he um, takes advantage of this opportunity, and I think that it's it's kind of the right time for them to kind of do it right now. Obviously, mm-hmm. inopportune because Xavier Suofilo goes out with an injury. Right. But, you know, Cam Hayward, yes, that is a concern, but Cam Hayward's playing against everybody, right? But Stefan Tewitt is out, and mm-hmm. Tyson Alualu is also out off of that mm-hmm. line. So I think the time is now for Jackson Carmen to sit back. He watched the first two games. He learned from his mistakes. He's probably in shape now mm-hmm. um, and in better shape than he was when he showed up to camp. So I think that this is his time. This, the time is now. Why not? Absolutely. Now, you guys, you and uh, uh, Zim had uh, – Willie Anderson on on a live on on uh, Instagram. I I, did, I missed it, but um, did you guys were were you able to ask Willie his thoughts on on uh, Jackson Carmen at all or or, or or anything like that? What, what, were, what were Willie's thoughts? We didn't talk about Jackson Carmen on that show in particular, but um, you know I talked to Willie about Jackson Carmen early in the process, mm-hmm. uh, as far as in the in, during the draft and and things like that. Obviously, he's trained him. Uh, he knows how smart the kid is. He knows how much talent that he has. Um, and, you know, Billy was, I mean, not Billy, Willie was, <laughs> you know, a huge vote of confidence in the decision to actually take Jackson Carmen. Yes. You know, uh-huh. they reached out to him. They wanted to get his background. They wanted to know, and they respect Willie's opinion, right? I mean, this is a future Hall who, of Fame caliber right tackle who's right. known the kid since he was young. And so, you know, I think Willie knows something about offensive line. And so just, just yeah, slightly. Just slightly. <laughs> Just slightly, yeah. So I think I think we're in good hands. That's why when, you know, certain people were, were doubting him, you know, I trust Willie Anderson. I, I can't Absolutely. say that I know more about offensive line than Willie Anderson. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. Obviously it is. Now I will preface it with this. It is a new position for him. So mm-hmm. he did have to get adjusted to playing guard. Uh, but I think that he's ready. And I'm, I'm ready to see him on Sunday. Yeah, I, I agree. And that, that's one thing that, you know, Everybody's always got to got to remember he's coming off back surgery. He's and he's learning a new position in the NFL. So it sometimes right. it takes guys a little longer. And I I always go back to what Duke Tobin said that he thinks learning the offensive line position in the NFL is the hardest thing to do as a rookie in the NFL. So you know, and if Willie Anderson is behind him, then I'm behind him. Now let's get to Willie Anderson and uh, Bagel Jim tweeted out and I retweeted it. They have uh, votes for Willie Anderson for the public. For Hall, Pro Football Hall of Fame, get out there, find it. It's on my Twitter timeline. It's on Bengal Gyms. I, I think Asia. I think you retweeted it as well. Nice. Go find it. Go out there. Go vote Big Willie. Now the silly thing is he's in a freaking Ravens or Ratbirds <laughs> uniform. He only played there one year, but hey, you know, let's go. Let me, like like you said before we went on the air, maybe that'll help him get votes. They think he's a Raven. I don't know. Right. But either way, Bengals Nation, get out there and find it on Twitter and vote. Vote, 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 Willie, because we got to get him in. We cannot let what happened to right here, the Kens, which this is Orange Arrow shirt. Put the Kens in can. I know you can't see the bottom of it. I'll be wearing this Thursday. Um, we can't ha- let what happened to the Kens happen to Willie Anderson. We need to get him in. He's the the he's a the the best right tackle in Bengals history. That in, has in NFL history, in my yeah. opinion. If, yeah, if we're keeping it a hundred. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, yeah, I'll even go bigger than that. I'll say the best one in NFL history. And those are things that cannot be forgotten. And we can, as Bengals fans, and we can't let that let that be forgotten. We've had it happen too many times to us over the last 
30 years. You know, we've got one guy in the freaking Pro Football Hall of Fame, and it's absolutely ridiculous. We need another one. Next one that needs to be in there is Willie Anderson. So please go vote. And if you guys are wondering about the shirt here, let me uh, put this up. It's a shirt that Orange Arrow made, and it's called Put the Kens in Canton. It's here. There's a better picture of it. I got an orange one of it. You guys can uh, go to the the link there from T Public and order the shirts, and the proceeds go to the Orange Arrow uh, Fantasy League, uh, I guess, war chest, which basically that all the proceeds from the Fantasy League are going to go to the uh, Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. So get the shirt. I'll be wearing this thing Thursday night. Ah, oh, dude, I'm so fired up for next Thursday. I I, I can't even see straight for that. But we're not. Let's let's get through uh, the squealers here first. But uh, let's make sure we definitely get um, Willie into the Hall of Fame. Now let's talk about what well, I. This funny thing. I, I like talking about the Bengals defense, and I, I've got a couple of different uh, stats here. The Bengals are the only team to have multiple interior D linemen ranked in the top fifteen. Now, Logan Wilson, who I, I thought and said on my show here, I think he's going to make a jump. Logan Wilson is ranked the top in numerous defensive numbers through PFF. Numerous. I, I mean, the way this defense is playing is – I can't I can't say it enough. It's, it's ridiculous of how much better they look than last year. I mean, we're getting – and like you said, Ace, if they get pressure, which I think they're going to get pressure up the middle against Ben, I think we're going to knock the snot out of them a lot. And then you got the former squealer, Mike Hilton, coming off the edge and hopefully blowing him up. I think we're going to get a lot of pressure. I think it's going to come down this game to if the Bengals' offense can score. And if this offense can score like you and me think they can, this game might not even be close. I think it's going to be. But there's a chance that they, the Bengals could really put it on on the Squealers. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think one of the guys that you mentioned is extremely important in this game, Mike Hilton. Yep. You know, Mike Hilton did all sorts of things for the Steelers. He's kind of found that role here for the Bengals. And he's looking forward to this game. If Absolutely. you were watching him on social media, when the Bengals signed him, there's some bad blood between some of those players back in Pittsburgh and mm-hmm. him. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, he's just the guy that was making the right move for his family. Right. The Bengals offered him the money. Yep. He felt like it was a good organization to go to. He did what was best for his family. And some of those guys over in Pittsburgh were kind of sour about it. They tried to call him a traitor or coward and all kind of stuff like that. And I think he's looking forward to this game. They talked about I think I just heard somewhere they said after last week, uh, Mike was very vocal about how important this game is to him. Yeah, he's, we, he made a speech in the locker room or something, I, th- I think I think I heard. Right. So we've got to make sure that, you know, his impact is felt. He's got to get his revenge. And I think that they're going to get that revenge. And I think that this defense is definitely going to play a part in it. I think the Bengals can really take advantage. Everyone's talking about, and I understand it, because I do feel like, even though I hate the Steelers, I will admit, they probably do have, if not the top, Front seven in football, one oh, of the top. I think it's, I think it's football. between them and the Bears. I think we're we're, we're possibly playing back to back, the best at least front front four front seven back to back games. Oh yeah, and and it's just going to continue this season. We we mm-hmm. face a lot of good edge yep. rushers this season, but I will say this: I think the the Steelers should be equally as scared 
for their offensive line against this Bengals team mm-hmm. with Trey Hendrickson coming off of a game where he had one and a half sacks in one game. Um, that close to freaking ending the game. DJ Hill, all of bro, bro. <laughs> they, they are in trouble. The mm-hmm. Pittsburgh offensive line is in trouble. Don't mm-hmm. believe the hype. The Pittsburgh offensive line is in just as much trouble as the Bengals offensive line against their front. Um, but I think that they can – I think that that's going to be an X factor in this game. And I think the Bengals defense, like you said, they have shown up every single week. They have hit on every single player. Just trust in this staff. I know that we have lost for years, right? But I think we're turning the corner. I think that this is – like I woke up today and tweeted this because I found out on AFC North Talk a few days ago when we did the show, the Bengals are number one in the division right now. We're mm-hmm. number one. Like a lot of a lot of people I've already heard are talking about fire this guy. I, Let I don't it get play that. out. Let I, it play out. Everybody I, is at one and one. We're tied yes. for number one. Even if worst case scenario, right? Because if you don't want me to be like Ace, you're just optimistic. Worst case scenario, they're two and two by week four. That is not that is not any kind of thing to blow this team up over. I think that they could be three and one. Honestly, that's me. Truthfully speaking, that's how I felt. I felt that the the game that we were going to lose going into the season was going to be week one against the Vikings. I thought that we'd beat the Bears. I thought that we had a chance to beat the Steelers. And I thought that we would beat the Jaguars. So let's just relax. They have done a lot of things um, where they've corrected a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. I think and I trust Zach to go and take the feedback and improve the game plan this week. But honestly, I'm going to be real with you. The Raiders threw a lot of short passes against the Steelers last week Uh, and some deep shots, but mm -hmm. mostly short passes, like over 25 or some odd short passes. Well, well, that's the thing. It's not like the it's not like the Bengals are going to drop back and throw it 40 freaking times. Nobody does that. You know, I mean, look at what Tom Brady has done for over his career. Yes, he's taking deep shots, but he's usually a dink and dunk guy. That's that's what their offense is. Right. And I think, you know, I get the deep shot argument. You know, maybe it's that they do it a little bit sooner, but you know, these teams really marry each other because the Steelers, they're going to do a lot of short, quick mm-hmm. passes. That's what mm-hmm. they do. Uh, and it's funny because I was talking to the Steelers guy and because they did kind of a similar thing, teams started sitting on their routes last right. year, last season as well. So I think that they'll figure out a way um, to get around it. And like you said, the offense has to get going. The defense is here. But I think that this is one of the games that the offense starts to get going. I mean, I think that they'll gain that chemistry that they kind of missed. A lot of people forget that, you know, Joey B only played three snaps mm-hmm. in the preseason. Yep. He's he's trying to get that chemistry exactly. with all of these guys. And I think that it's coming. We just got to get them. We just got to give them the room to to grow and continue to take advantage of this opportunity. I think that they honestly nobody on AFC North talked out the Bengals would be tied for first place right now. I'm going to tell you that right now. They thought we would be 0-2 right now. <laughs> right. They did not expect this to happen. So let's hope that this coaching staff can get it, get it together. Um, let's give them the, the opportunity to do that. And let's see where we're at after this game. Dude, I, I feel like I'm looking at a mirror. Cause I mean, you and me are saying <laughs> the exact same. That's what I've been saying all week. It, it, it's, it's week two. Burrow had three snaps. He's coming off major knee surgery. We got a, a, a rookie wide receiver. We got a second year rookie in T. Shrax, we're one and one. It's not over. Let me get to the uh, super chat here from Ira uh, Ramley. I think I'm saying it right. Five dollars super chat. I appreciate it. 
said, love the AFC North talk. Ace, remember, you laughed at me when I said our defense would be top 15 and our offense would struggle. Thoughts, Strawberry? Well, I, I have to go with Ace. I, I, I didn't think our defense would be as good as they were. I thought they'd be better. Mm-hmm. But I think to be this guy. I mean, I mean, they're getting to where well, they're they're shutting people down. I mean, it's right. it's 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 ridiculous. I got some of those. I thought that they would be like top twenty. I right. thought that I thought that he said top ten. I don't I don't know if you said top fifteen. I think you said top ten. But even even if so, I was still higher on the Bengals defense, way higher than anybody on that panel, uh, especially when it came down to breaking down the positions and everything like that. If I was low on any point of this defense, I think it was really the linebackers, right? I've always questioned yeah. linebackers. I thought Logan Wilson definitely could get better, but, you know, him, Akeem Davis, Gaither, and all of those guys together, I wasn't quite sure what we really had there. In the secondary, I was super confident on the show. I had the the Bengals corners ranked pretty highly. I think, obviously, I had the safeties uh, ranked number one. They tried to have the, the Bengals safeties at, like, third or something, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you talk about the pass rushers and the edge rushers, I was the only one, and I felt like at least on that panel, and I feel like, you know, I was in the minority of this Bengals community saying all offseason that those Trey Hendrickson sacks weren't fake. Like, Trey right. Hendrickson yeah. is going to get some yeah. sacks this year. They kept, um, they, they kept saying he just cleaned stuff up. I'm like, you can't no. just clean up 13 and a half sacks. You just clean stuff up. You know, Cheeto as well. I was, I was right. high on Cheeto. Like, there wasn't anything about the Bengals defense that I was, that I was down on. I just felt like to go out and say that they were going to be top 10 – before we saw it, I think was just a, a bit much, but I'm not surprised with, with how they've been playing, especially with them adding so much meat to the trenches. But man, the way that they're playing now, this is right. looking like like yeah. the Mike Zimmer years, bro. right? But like now, they can I, actually I, stop the run. <laughs> that's yeah, and that's crazy. The, and I've said that I've said that all all offseason. You mm-hmm. gotta stop the run in the AFC North. You have to. That's what the Ravens, the Rapids Rapids do, that's what the Browns do, that's what the Squealers do. They all want to run the ball. That's right. what you have to stop that. Now, this is where even more just some cool stats I got here from the Bengals. Even DJ Reader, BJ Hill, which I said I, could go down. I know it's only week two, but could go down as the, one of the greatest trades in Bengals history. But and <laughs> Josh Tupo are graded at an 81 or higher from per PFF. The Bengals are the only team, the only team to have multiple. Interior D linemen in the ranked in the top fifteen, dude. Those are some serious numbers right there. Thanks. I mean, it's just that's what that is the surprising part of this team of what of how how much because let's be honest. I'll be honest. Losing Joseph Osai, I thought it was going to be a struggle because I thought he was going to bring. I still think he's going to bring a lot. I still think we just thinking we had him on here too. Right. You know, if he was healthy, holy crap. <laughs> That would be crazy. <laughs> but Kareem. Yeah. I mean, the thing you. is, the I didn't I, I didn't realize Larry Ogunjobi and DJ Reader and Josh Tupa would bring so much pressure on the quarterback coming up the middle. I was more of those guys are run stoppers, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I but that's been such a a surprising thing for me that it's helped. Obviously, it helps the pass rush, but it's helped the edge because you don't have to, there's not as much pressure on. Hendrickson and Hubbard to right. get to the quarterback because the guys in the middle are getting there too. So that, that has been one of the, to me, the one of the biggest surprises of how much pressure those guys are getting on the, on the quarterbacks and the secondary Cheeto. I never heard of the guy. I'll be honest. I, 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 I worked my ass off to be able to say Cheeto. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, cause the first couple of weeks I just kept calling him Cheeto, 
he's played awesome. Mike Hilton, and and I want to bring this back up that he is so passionate about beating the squealers. I know he made a a passionate speech in the locker room, and he flat said, "Yeah, I will tell." I think he said this in in one of the press conferences. Yeah, I'm gonna tell the Bengals all the calls and all the signals and everything for the squealers. So obviously the squares are going to probably change stuff up, but it's still mm-hmm. going to be similar to what they did last year. Mike Hilton might be able to call the plays out on the field. Right. So our, our de- I think it's our defense, I think is going to eat. I really do think they're going to eat. And it depends a lot on uh, the offense. Now, Jamar chase, which that, you know, I was, I was team chase. I'm still team chase. And uh, we're all team chase. We better be exactly. Now <laughs> Jamar chase. Became the first player since 1976 to record TDs of 40 or more yards in his first two games. If he does it again in week three, he'll become the eighth player to catch a TD pass in his first three games. This is what I I, I said this yesterday when Blake Jewell was on, on the show. And he, he actually brought it up before we went on the air. And I agree with him. I think this would be awesome. I hope first shots, first play, deep to chase. Going, it's going to be a long day, boys. It's going to be a long day, and we're going to whoop your ass. I don't know if they're going to do it, but how cool would that be if they did? They, I can't remember what game it was, and it was in the Andy Dalton year. And it wasn't it wasn't a, a deep end, but it was the it was um, um, the quarterback or like the wide receiver. Um, oh, my goodness. Why can't I think of his name? He went to Atlanta. He, he, oh, Muhammad to, Sanu. Thank you, Muhammad Sanu. He threw a deep bomb in like one of the first or second plays of a game, mm-hmm. and that set a tone. I cannot remember what game it was. I think it was the Washington football team. I think I, it yes, was a good you're right. Time. Yes, yeah. it was. It was Washington. That set a tone for that game, and that's definitely what I think this offense needs to do. And they're going to run the ball. I, I know people are getting upset that we're that we need to throw the ball, which dude, <laughs> it cracks me up because last year everybody's upset we weren't running the ball enough. <laughs> now, right. now we're running it too much. Which, I mean. I, <laughs> You know, it's uh, it's you can't make people happy, but I, I they are going to run the ball, and I think definitely the plan is if we get out in front of them, I think we're gonna run the ball down their throats. And I think Mixon can have a big game because, like he said in his press conference, he's like, we're that close. Or and he kept in in the Chicago game, he kept doing it every time he gets, like, man, he's you know, we're that we're that close. He's that close to breaking it off, and that all I mean it comes down to the offensive line pass protection, and like I said, we've talked about this. Uh, that it's not necessarily the offensive line is getting a lot more blame than they actually deserve. It's more of the communication, blitz picks up, stunts, stuff like that. If they fix that, this is going to be a fun game. Definitely. I, it's definitely going to be fun for the Bengals. I think a couple things that you hit on, I meant to say earlier, Mark, um, Marion Hobby got to give him big credit for, for what he's done with that defensive line. Absolutely. Uh, but yep. um, like you said, I think Chase is going to go off in this game. I, I said that yesterday. I think this mm-hmm. is the game that Chase goes off. I would. I am loving this matchup against Joe Hayden versus Chase because I think it gets um, set up kind of this thing that they had a rivalry before with A.J. Green and Joe Hayden. Chase is a different kind of receiver. He's got a different kind of build. He's younger. This is a guy I think that could really expose Joe Hayden. I know some people that are Steelers fans like, oh, how is he going to do that? And this, Chase is different. We've seen that mm-hmm. in the first two weeks. We saw him put moves on Pat Peterson. I think this is a game that he is going to go off. I mm-hmm. think I think this is going to be a big game for Chase. The other thing you talked about is the deep shots. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I feel like, and I talked to Willie about this when we were on the show with him, I feel like the last time 
the Bengals were doing those exciting, you know, deep shots and play action fakes into deep shots was during that Carson Palmer era. And Absolutely. They've, they've got to bring that back. And they've got to yep. bring that. They got to bring that back. And I think if they add that dimension, like you said, with Chase, with these guys, I think that that'll bring a lot more excitement. And I don't think defenses will be able to play them uh, and sit on routes like they have been, especially with Jamar Chase. Two for four of those deep shots he's caught. He probably could have cotton another one is probably mm-hmm. almost a 75 percent catch range if you have that it's something that's in the repertoire it's not something that we've had recently i think that they're going to go crazy with it but another thing that you said is i think the steelers are vulnerable against the run i really yeah. honestly do mm-hmm. the bills week one that game that they played yesterday right, well, well, played well, amazing. quick not, not, let me cut you off here i'm sorry but <laughs> the bills game let's be mm-hmm. honest the bills gave them that game the, the mm-hmm. Bills don't 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 screw up and and, and have some bad bad uh, special teams play. The Bills win that game. Yeah, the uh, Bills were real sloppy. I mean, both teams were real sloppy in that game. I had to rewatch it. It was a very ugly, hard watch um, to get in that game. But you're right that that uh, that block punt for the touchdown mm-hmm. really swung the game for them. But the thing that I'm going to say about the Bills is everybody knows the Bills don't really. They're not really running the ball. They're not. That's not what they do. Right. They're right. not one of the top teams in that. They were able to run against this Pittsburgh front. And then you look at who they played week two. They play the Raiders without Josh Jacobs. The Raiders barely ran in that game. I think this is an opportunity that the Bengals can definitely take advantage of them on the ground, especially with Tyson Alou-Alou, that tackle out. That's their best run defender. They might find some holes there with Mixon um, and be able to use that and marry that with the play-action pass deep for those deep shots. So I think that the Bengals really can take advantage of the Steelers team on the ground uh, because I think that they're susceptible and I think Joe Mixon can do his thing against them. Absolutely not. And one thing too, I want to, I want to remind everybody is everybody said we didn't take enough deep shots in the first half. Well, if everybody can remember, they did take a deep shot to T Higgins in the first quarter. Ace, if they hit that thing, he's gone. It's crazy. He's gone. (laughs) And that's a completely totally different game. And that's the thing is everybody keeps wanting to take deep shots. They did take deep shots. And the thing is, they had the same number of deep shots they had week one, and nobody nobody complained about it. Nobody said, you know, they didn't take enough shots or anything like that. The problem is they turned the damn ball over. Exactly. And four no one consecutive- wants to say it. I know, I've been saying it all week. They turned it over in four consecutive drives. Can't do that. You can't do that. That's how you lose football games. And, dude, I'm here in Cincinnati, and the guys on the radio and everything is like, oh, it's Zach Taylor and the offensive play calling and – it's Zach Taylor this, it's Zach Taylor. Oh, my – okay. And I love <laughs> Jackpot Joey Burrow. You know, I, I call him right. Jackpot. I wear the hat. I got the flag. I call yeah, him. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. He had a bad game. Those two interceptions are on Joe. Right. He looked the, – the, the one he threw – the first one he threw to the linebacker. If he just looks over that way for a little bit and holds that linebacker, mm-hmm. Boyd is open. Right. But he, he stared right at him the whole time. And right. they're, they're and, and kid said, well, they're, they're sitting on our routes. They're sitting on our routes. Okay, if you knew that, then why in the hell did you stare at T. Higgins and throw the ball to him? I mean, right? I, yeah, again, I, I love Joe Burrow. This is yeah. he had a bad game. Right. Yeah, I, I think I think that's what it is, and you know, a lot of people just don't want to accept that. But at the end of the day, everyone's playing Zach. At the end of the day, I was watching it. We all were watching it live. The play that Zach, if you want to call it on play calling, literally the play that. Zach Taylor called Joe Burrow audible out of into his play and threw the pick six to Roquan Smith. I mean, that that's not on Zach. 
And and like you said, he's just got to be more aware of the situation. Obviously, you know, somehow he didn't see him, but he'll make better decisions. And I think he went to the podium and immediately took like everyone's talking about how him and Chase were saying we should have taken more deep shots. But when you listen to the interview, he takes accountability for the interceptions. He comes on and says, I forced that. That was on me, this and that. And then everybody ran away with it and was just like, oh, fire Zach Taylor. But, you know, turnovers, I read this crazy stat. It it was something, I can't remember exactly what it is, but teams that have won the turnover battle in games have won those games like 78% of the time. You can't turn the ball over um, and expect to win. So they've got to cut that down. That also counts for T. Higgins. He had the fumble as well. Um, And so you got to you got to protect the ball. You got to protect the ball and not turn it over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sean, thanks for the uh, $20. It's a super chat, but I don't I don't see a, a chat. So I just thanks for the 20 bucks. But he did say this. He said, good to see you, you guys talking gospel for what we need to do. And, and that's I just I get so sick and tired of that. And and, and it's I've been fighting it all week. And, and I always maybe too much. to So always try to look at it with the half, the glass half full instead of half empty. Right. Because I keep and the first thing everybody wants to do is fire the coach. And that's that's across the board, no matter what sport it is. First thing right. you want to do is, is fire the coach. I mean, I had people on here commenting, you know, talk about the communications mm-hmm. on the offensive line. Well, isn't that on Frank Pollock? I'm like, okay, Frank Pollock's <laughs> it, sitting on the sideline. If the guys are not talking and calling out the blitzes or calling out the stunts on the field, that's on the players. Here's Frank, here's the interesting so thing. Here's the interesting thing, Iceman. We talked to Willie that same night about it. You know what he told us? He said that those guys that come free and all of that, he said that that's actually on the running backs and the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He said initially the offensive line goes out, says that they see these guys there, and Joe is supposed to read and see if they have the numbers and this and that, and that the running backs and either the tight ends or the quarterback is supposed to say, this is who you have now. And they have not been on the same page when it comes to that. But the offensive line is the one that's getting the fair, this all of the, well, unfair blame for all of this stuff where it's not just the offensive line. It's everybody having to work and be on the same page and everybody recognizing where these free rushers are coming from, communicating on these stunt switches. And that's what has to happen. I mean, let these guys just do their job. I understand someone was like, oh, you know, he's won seven games and this and that. The one thing that I take away from this is I had to sit back because I was on that train last year. I was like, let's just blow it up and all of that. It right. doesn't make sense to do that because look at the New York Jets. Look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh-huh. When you change mm-hmm. your coaching staff, your players and all that, everything's going to have to change. And that's what I had to realize because Zach Taylor gets this team. Majority of the team wasn't his team. Dude, it's, and, and, and we'll look at the team he took over. Right. You know, guys the defense, didn't fit his scheme. Well, historically bad, bad defense. Historically right. bad defense. And all they wanted to nobody remember the coach from Florida that was like, no, nah, I'm not taking over this defense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he, he turned right. the job down. And so when you do things like that, just think about how you just signed Trey Hendrickson. Just think about how you just signed Mike Hilton and, and all of these guys that fit this scheme. If you get rid of Zach Taylor, that gets rid of this entire staff, and you might bring in a new staff. And guess what? Those guys don't fit the scheme, a la Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, all of these guys that we have. We love them. They're great players. But if you can be an elite player, if you don't fit a scheme, and I'll give you an example. Daryl Rivas, when he went to play for Tampa, 
best corner in the league before he got to Tampa, right? Yep. He didn't fit the Tampa 2 scheme, had his worst season ever as a player. It backfired. They had to pay so much dead money. But if players don't fit your scheme, that's a recipe for disaster. You get a new coaching staff in. They want their guys. They want to move your guys. You know the Bengals aren't going to move on from those guys immediately. You're going to be stuck in this cycle of you know, transition. And we're finally getting out of that transition here in year three where it's starting to show some light. This is not the time to hit the panic button and hit the reset button to do this all over again. Yeah, everybody's pretty much said, you know, wait till we get to year three and see what happens. Now, I got to put this comment right. up here. <coughs> Excuse me. Chief 22504 says, y'all really going to poo-poo the first half play calling versus Chicago show. This is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Okay. First half, it was seven to three. I already said they did take a deep shot. You know, right. they, they if they hit that deep shot, Jeff, it's a completely different game. Right. One play. Yes. And that's what a lot of momentum switches on a dime. You hit that play to T, that's a totally different game. Nobody's saying a damn word about taking deep shots or anything like that. Right. Am I wrong? You're not, and I mean, think about the game. The Bengals barely had the ball in the first half. Three possessions. They barely had it. I mean, and by the time we got it at the end, they had no time left. So it it just sucks because they were really looking forward to the second half and getting the ball after halftime, and that's when the turnovers happen. So it's Mm -hmm. it just honestly, I, I get it, but they didn't have the ball much to start the game. It was kind of a weird, it honestly was a weird game. Chicago had to have had that thing for a while until the Bengals ended up actually getting the Bengals offense. That is ended up actually getting it. Um, Obviously they tried to go for it on fourth down, but I'm not mad at that. I mean, I think that they should be aggressive and try to try to win games, especially on the road. So I will take um, that. Yep. Yeah. I'll take that. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I I love Marvin Lewis. I love uh, what he got the Bengals to, but I I was so sick and tired of, of never going for it and, punting every time and playing defense. I, I, I'll take the, I'll take what happens with Zach on going for it on the, on the fourth downs here. Now, Augie here says uh, we missed geo. Definitely. I, I think uh, now that's one thing I will say, Chris Evans should have played more in that game. I, yeah. I mean, the past he, couple he, of Chris weeks Evans might be the best pass blocker. Oh, or, easily. Or, and I think yeah. the other thing is if that pressure is coming in, right. If you can dump it off to Chris Evans, he can go and get you a first down. That'll start That'll start making that defensive coordinator across from you say, hey, well, maybe we shouldn't blitz these guys because Chris Evans is just going to eat us up for these gains out of the backfield. And I think, I think that's one of the things that they've fallen short on is they got to get Chris Evans out there and they got to get him some reps. And one thing you got you to put to this way, too, against the way the Bengals offense played, you got to give the Bears defense credit. Yeah, they're pretty they're damn good. good. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and everybody's like, well, look what the Rams did the week before. Okay, well, the Rams, I, I keep saying this, have a veteran quarterback who, if anybody ever thought Matthew Stafford was not a good quarterback, is crazy. I thought Matthew Stafford was a very good quarterback. He just didn't have anything in Detroit. A mm-hmm. veteran quarterback who's seen a ton of stuff, a veteran team, a veteran coach. So, yeah, it's it, it, and, and the Bears, they play bad. You know, it mm-hmm. happens. You know, they weren't going to do that two weeks in a row. <laughs> they, right. They're too good. So that, that sometimes you got to give credit to the defense. And like we've said here over and over and over again, first three games of the year, we're going against some very, very good defenses here. And to me, that has a lot to do with why the offense is, is playing like it is too. I mean, it's it, they're not yeah. easy, easy teams to play against. Not easy teams at all. You know, I think a lot of people overreacted, Bears fans included, 
to that first game of the season for that Bears defense. But Rokon Smith, if you watch football, you know Rokon Smith is probably the best player on the Bears, one of the best players in the NFL. Khalil Mack, pretty good. Uh, but Roquan Smith, I mean, the guy had the sack that came off of the edge and he had the pick six. Um, they definitely have a good defense in the Chicago Bears. Uh, but, you know, Bengals have to move on. They're going to face several good defenses, guys. It's not over as far as the good defenses are concerned, except maybe in week four. I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> right. Uh, one thing you said. Sorry, I caught me in the middle of drinking water here. One thing um, you said I want to circle back to was the <clears throat> comments that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase had at the end of the game. And a lot of people took it as shots at Zach. Mm -hmm. I took it as more frustration mm -hmm. in, in general. You know, yeah, we should have taken deep shots. They, they didn't say, man, Zach Taylor should have called more deep shots. They said, no, right. we, we should have taken more deep shots. We meaning everybody, right. you know? So, so that's where I, I think it's more of a, of a frustration that they know they let that one slip through their fingers. They know they could have won that one. I think, I, I think personally, I think it's a struggle. And Zach knows if Joe Burrow gets hurt, that's his job. Yeah, that's the mm -hmm. Bengals season and, and this and that. They can't just go out. Like, from his perspective, I understand it. Because you can't let Joe take too many shots, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and, I, and when I say those shots, I mean hits and stuff hits. like that, right? Yes. And opening him up for deep passes and stuff like that. I'm not saying that, you know, you're more susceptible to it. But you have to wait for those routes to develop. And, I mean, honestly, can he afford to wait three seconds for a route to develop or something like that behind this line? Three That's probably a lot. <laughs> what, what Zach Taylor is probably thinking. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I get it. But you got to realize that just like we've seen him kind of on this passing um, kind of uh, snap count or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. uh, where they won't let him throw more than 30 passes, you got to think that some of that has – uh, other effects on this offense too so maybe that's why they're not taking super deep passes because they're worried about burrow getting hurt so zach's just got to balance that i think that it's extremely tough to do that i mean yeah, yeah you want to take the, i think that you know what chase and and burrow might have been saying is you know we want to play we can't play scared and i think that that not only sends a message to the coaching staff i think it also sends a message to the front office like hey just let us play and, exactly and so We'll have to see what it is, but you can't play scared, and you got a game plan to win. I mean, you got to take chances, and I, that's that's exactly what, what your boy, my boy, uh, uh, Zim said on my show last week. He goes, uh, or a week before that, I don't remember. Um, that the, the Bengals are going to run the ball more because they are trying to protect Joe Burrow, and right. that is, and like you said, they they can't. Zach Taylor, can, if Zach Taylor lets Joe Burrow get hurt again, he's fired. Right. <laughs> he's Easily. done. He's Easy. done. Yeah. So I want to get the crypt. I want to get the crypt keeper here's uh, comment. He said, "Okay, okay. If we lose thirty-four to three, are you still on the Zach Taylor train come Monday?" We're not going to put that energy in the air. <laughs> We're not putting that energy in the uh, air right on, now. Crip. Come on, Crip. You're better than that, brother. Come We're on, Squealers Week, man. Come on. <laughs> Can't be putting that out there, like, dude. But no, I don't think we're going to be. We're, it ain't going to be that. It's it's going to be a very very close game. But actually. Shoot, man, we've been talking. You know, I have so much fun. You come on the show, I, I lose track of time. But it's <laughs> no, it's I'm pretty good. damn close to uh, six thirty. I want to get. Uh, you got to predict. I did. Did you do a prediction for for the game? Have you done one? Yeah, yet? I, I can go ahead and give you one. I think I think the Bengals just win. I think they just win this game. I think Joe Burrow bounces back. You know, after having the difficult game last week, 
I think that it's going to, it's not going to, no game is really perfect, right? You're not going to have the perfect game, but just win because yep. this win is huge. huge. Right now, as I mentioned, the Bengals own the tiebreaker right now instead of top of the AFC North with them not playing an AFC team. That's what the, that's what the actual tiebreaker is, is the AFC conference. Mm-hmm. They're playing the team uh, this week with that in the Steelers. And then they also are going to get the divisional tiebreaker on top of that. It's almost like a game and a half lead. And then you step into uh, Paul Brown Stadium next week to take on the Jags. This is an important game that the Bengals need to win. As much as it is for the Steelers, it's just as, poor, as important, if not even more important, for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think that we come out of here with a win. I don't care how it comes. As long as they come out of here with a win, that is all I care about this season are wins and losses. Just give me give me as many wins as you can. Most people had this team winning six or seven games. I think if you were to ask them that today, I think that they would say, no, this team is going to win more games than that. And I think that they're going to win this Sunday in Heinz Field. That's right. I think Boom, the Bengals baby. are going to win this one. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Now, one thing I, I, I like, you know, we're always out here fighting the national narrative. Colin, I don't call him his real name, Cowherd. I call him Cowhead sometimes. He's actually pick, picking the Bengals to win outright. So, like I he said, he doesn't day, like the Steelers. Yeah, believe yeah. it or not, he does not like the Steelers. I hear that from the Steelers guys on AFC North Talk all the time. So, either way, I'll take it. He's picking them. Yep. <laughs> and and, and I, I mean, Believe it or not, he's right a lot of times on his picks. I mean, he he is pretty good on his picks, but I think the Bengals are going to go into into Hines, and I think it's going to be a twenty. Uh, I'll give you a, a, a score here. I think it's twenty seven fourteen Bengals. Ooh, um, love that. I think the defense is going to show up. I, I I and I think our offense is going to show up if that happens. Because I, I just I just think the frustration of last week is going to get fixed. I, I can't see this offense keep holding being being held down the 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 squealer secondary isn't that good i mean it's okay i think jamar chase especially if t plays and i'm i got a feeling he's gonna play Uh, i said i think you're sandbagging i think he's gonna play i think they're gonna they're gonna ball out i think they're gonna show up and ball out and i think mixon is gonna and mixon has had some of his biggest games against the squealers so all this bodes well but then again i could turn around and be pessimistic and tj watts gonna play and and Ben's boob is fine, and he plays, and he throws it 300 yards. <laughs> Which we've seen that happen a lot. But, like I said, I'm going optimistically. I think we're going to win 27 to 14. And it's a, and I don't want to take credit for this. Willie Lutz from the same old stripes said this on my show. Because I kept saying, I don't really think this is a must win. I've kind of changed my my thought process. It's a, it's a must win for the theory of the Bengals – getting into, into the playoffs or having a, a very successful season, I think this win would be huge and go a long way toward that. Now, I thought we'd be – my prediction, I thought we'd be 2-0. and I thought we'd beat the Bears and the, and the Vikings. I was wrong on the Bears. And I thought we might lose against the Square because it's just – it's hard. We haven't won in Pittsburgh since 2015, so it's kind of hard. That's my prediction at the beginning of the year. Take it forward. I think, also think we're going to go, go, go 11-6, and six too, and people think I'm crazy. That's Okay. I think they're going to win 27-14. I think it's going to be a blast. I cannot wait to get there. Well, I wish I was going. I can't wait for it to get here. I'm I'm ready to go, dude. I, I think. Yeah, I'm ready. It's Steelers week. It's Steelers week, baby. Ace, I appreciate you coming on the show. Tell everybody about your channels, AFC North Talk, New Stripe City, all the stuff you and Zim got going on. Yeah, you can find my channel on YouTube at, at New Stripe City. 
Um, please be sure to tap in and subscribe there. Also, we've got AFC North Talk. The other thing that's crazy is we're going to be in Cincy next week. Yes, you um, are. For the game, for the yep. Jaguars game. Uh, we're also going to have an event um, at Midwest Best Barbecue Wednesday at 7. So if you're a Bengals fan, you want to kick it with me and Zim, be sure to pull up. We're going to do a live show there. We've got some guests playing. Lots of cool things. Great food. Great drinks. So if you want to be there, be sure to be there. Me and Zim will be there at 7 on Wednesday. Appreciate you for having me on, Iceman. Hey, anytime, Ace. I always appreciate it. Who day, brother? Who day? All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I do. Like I said, Ace is one of my favorite guys. I know I say that about everybody, but I, I love the guys that, that come on my show and the girls because I've had Lindsey Patterson on here and Emily Parker. The guys and girls that come on my show, I, they're, they are the best. I, I Bengals Twitter, Bengals fans, Bengals YouTubers, they're the best. I, I absolutely love having them on the show. And I hope you guys, like I said, enjoyed that as much as I did. All right, let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation. Like I said, they're over 25,000 members now. Hootay Legion. Cincinnati Reds. Riding third. Heading for home. Bearcat Ruckus. The Ohio State Bucknuts. The Ice Bar. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms. All under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. It's T-R-E-N-N-E-P-O-H-L. TikTok is at Iceman90. Every single one of them except TikTok is over 1,000 subs. Love it. Let's get TikTok up there. I do some silly stuff, some fun stuff on there. Check it out. TikTok at Iceman90. You find all of it under Sports with Strawberry Ice. Google it. They all come up. I'll be pulling the sound off later on tonight, so if you missed anything that me and Ace said or you want to re-listen to it uh, at work tomorrow, well, some people have to work tomorrow. I have to work tomorrow. Or if you're working out, drive around the car, check it out. It's on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Podcast, uh, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. I'm on there. Great like, review. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And as my boy, Jeremy, Dimebag these Nuts, likes to say, and I, I know he wishes he was on the show today for Squealers Week. But remember one thing, and one thing only, and that is, you don't live in Cincinnati. You don't live in Cincinnati. I screwed it up. <laughs> you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. Hootay. Oh, my goodness. He's going to give me crap for that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, all Bearcat fans, we have to be Notre Dame fans tomorrow. We need the Irish to beat Wisconsin. Beat Wisconsin. Stay undefeated. Go to South Bend. Let the Bearcats whoop your ass. That'd be a lot of fun. Man, I can't wait till Sunday. It's going to be so much fun. I hope it is. I'm, if Jackson Carmen, I'm telling you guys, just book it if jackson carmen is as good as the rest of the moves the Bengals have done this year which i have no reason to think he won't be our offense line is going to look a lot better a lot lot better you guys have a wonderful weekend i will see you on monday and other than that that's just sports baby see ya Let's go. Let's go.
gonna fly The beast this awake, orange, black and white Cause when the jungle come alive, who they we ignite in us Cincinnati, we gon' rise in us In the jungle, we unite in us Drippin' orange and black and white Who they when we fight, live and die in these stripes Wake up a feast, every damn day is a feast Time to bust it off the leash In the jungle, drippin' heat Tigers strike the city streets Cincinnati, we gon' rise in the heart.